Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. More about the experience of speaking in tongues. I think, I think what we, you know, what we are touching into here, and I was, I was pondering. I was thinking this about, um, well, you know, start doing beingfulness again next week. But you know, one of the things that tripped me up about secular mindfulness is that it strips out a lot of the numinous, magical, uh, sacred uh, qualities that are so central, certainly to Tibetan Buddhism. In fact, all forms of Buddhism, I think that. What we're, we're doing is not, we're not stripping down experience to some rational, scientific kind of uh, ex- phenomenology, uh, but we are stripping out stuff so that we can plug into something much greater than ourselves. And again, different faith traditions uh, have different names for that. You know, in, in Buddhism, it's the Dhammakaya, it's the it's the the self-existing mandala of of awakened energy, uh, but in you know in, in Islam and what I understand of Judaism and Christianity is you know it's the Godhead, it's the Christ energy, it's the divine energy that we are plugging into. Um, you know the, the the tradition that I have a lot of experience with is, is ayahuasca, the shamanic experience, which is also a gateway into exactly that same molten, supercharged energy. And you know, I remember thinking in ayahuasca, you know, thinking or feeling in ayahuasca, how um, absurd it is to think that. You know, it's different, you know, that the Buddhists are having a different experience from the, the Jains and the Jews are having a different experience from the, the, the Muslims and the, and the Christians are having a different experience from the shamans. As if the world was, you know, well, in Brazil, it's one kind of higher reality and in, in India, it's another kind of higher reality. And, you know, it's all based on nation states and cultures, which, of course, when you, it's absurd. That you know, when when human beings plug in, they're plugging into the same supercharged higher energy. They might give it different names, and they might have different methods of getting there. But of course, it's the same thing. Um, and you know, even I think uh, you know, a staunch Richard Dawkins rationalist. They they you know, Richard Dawkins is full of incredible love and astonishment and wonder at the potency of the universe, which is, in some ways, far exceeds any of the extraordinary claims that people make about God or Brahma or um, the Buddha. The fact that there are black holes and quasars and just the vastness of the universe is the same sort of supercharged energy. And, you know, when it comes down into us, you know, in the forms of speaking tongues or in this form of, you know, meditation or, or you know, well, whichever form you choose, 
it completely uh, washes away all our small conceptions. Again, I had this experience very strongly on the first time I did ayahuasca that, you know, I was, I was a very strict uh, Theravadan Buddhist. You know, I didn't think the wrong way. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I was in this, you know, it was very important to me that I was a certain way and a certain thing. And Buddhism meant this much to me and meditation meant this much to me. And I remember it was like a tsunami, just like <laughs> smashed everything into smithereens. And I, it was almost like I could, the last words I could hear me, myself saying was like, what about my Buddhism? It was like, <laughs> and I think all faiths uh, at some point, especially in their mystic wing, uh, see that at a certain level, all concepts are void, all concepts are empty. And what we're dealing with is power and potency and energy and, you know, and all seems to me, in my limited experience, that all religious experiences concur that that power and potency is suffused with or is love. You know, there is no cruelty, there is no destructiveness, it's, it's very core essence is, is love. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, the imagery of Pentecost, you know, of the tongues of flame coming down on the disciples' heads, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful image, the tongues of flame coming down the dove. And in some ways, that's in a more in a, in a different tradition as what we do when we sit this form of meditation. We sit and we open the crown, we open the root, we open in all directions. And we let that fire come in. But just on the edge of our mundane awareness is this fiery... Um, boundary, and on the other side of it is this ocean, this universal ocean of love and energy and compassion. And this is why we, that's why I love Tibetan Buddhism, because it's, it doesn't shy away from um, the splendor, from that, from the rapturous, vast quality. Every 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 image in in Tibetan Buddhism is like there are a billion trillion atoms, and on every atom is a billion trillion Buddhas. It's like, you know, it's not like oh, you know, there's just one, and sometimes he gives me favors, and sometimes he doesn't. It's like no, what you're plugging into is a billion trillion suns, the energy inside the sun times a billion. And that can be, you know, that can be frightening to our little, ooh, timid um, self. But uh, in some ways, all of these practices are about reassuring ourselves that it's okay to be sacred. It's okay to shine. And it's not only okay, but it is our, um, our deepest desire 
our deepest desire is not only just to plug into that all-satisfying energy that satisfies every desire we've ever had, but is actually then from that place of energy, bliss, emptiness, to then woo, act in the world, to rescue people, to help people, to love people, to lift people, to um, be, a, be a portal, a gateway for that energy out. Not like we're kind of like holding on to it. It's like, it is. and this is, I imagine, I've never had the experience, but I imagine that's what something of the experience of speaking tongues or being uh, sort of in shamanic practice, you know, when you become the Godhead, you become the voice of that energy. Oh, well, yeah, I'd love to hear about your experiences, but I, I appreciate that it can be a, it's been, if you're not uh, in that frame, then it's, it can be frightening. You know, the, I say this often about you know, these spiritual experiences, that the, in some ways the correct approach to these, um, you can call them what you like, divine or supercharged experiences, terror, the sort of terror that mortals in, in Greek mythology always felt when a god appeared. You know, there's these stories where you know, you're in your little hut and there's a knock on the door and this incredibly luminous and bright man appears at the doorstep and all the hairs on the end of your head stand up on end and you're absolutely terrified. Panic. The panic you feel when you see Pan. This is the, the correct threshold experience when we approach this supercharged energy. But like when we step through, then it's like, oh, it's beautiful. Why was I ever, why was I ever afraid? So in some ways, all of these practices are training us to, to be able to bear that terror, bear the, you know, what Rilke says, the terror of of the angel, when the angel presses us to their heart, it's too much for our human heart. It's all about being able to tolerate the terror and move through it and then woof, connect. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to join our live sessions, you can at mindsprings-practicespace.org. Also, if you feel inspired to give us a review or a rating, we'd really appreciate it. It helps other people find us.